Hello, and this is your Nick Kennedy, the Gray Man, coming to you just after uh, Thanksgiving. I hope you all uh, had a, a very enjoyable holiday and hope you didn't eat too much. And if you did, I've got the whole winter to get it off. So not a big deal. I'm right there with you. I'll give an excuse to, uh, to get those gym memberships coming out in January, huh? Uh, before we start, I just want to give a shout out there to my Nigerian brother, the big K. Uh, he's uh, away on personal business stuff right now. And hopefully he'll be back uh, keeping his seat warm for him. Uh, until then, um, I'm solo, and hopefully I, I'm going to be enough to uh, entertain you. Uh, so, as we know, the movie The Marvels now has been out for uh, about three weeks, maybe a little bit more, don't really know. Um, for the most part, everyone has, knows now it's uh, it, it, it is a, a tremendous financial disaster, and I think that's probably understating it. Um, Last time I, I looked, uh, the budget was listed as 200000 uh, without getting to a lot of um, mathematics, you know, stuff, boring stuff. Uh, when the budget's to find out a movie, how much a movie's got to make, uh, um, roughly, you got to time it by two to kind of account for. Um, you know, distribution overseas and advertisement, et cetera. So if the Marvels said they did 200, they probably lied. It probably was more than that. Probably, I'm guessing more like 220, 230, but let's just say 200. And um, they would probably want to do globally at least 400 before we can talk about, uh, um, you know, breaking even. Yeah, they're not going to see that. I don't think they'll even see 100 domestic um so it's a big money it, it's a big money loss anyway uh so there's that and i don't really want to talk about the financials per se i just wanted to, to you know more or less uh, bring that up and then um if you uh, originally i was going to do a, a a review um but if you want to see a review they're all over the place uh just you know by all means go out there i think the critical drinker's done one always a good time watching his shows like gary the neurotic um um yeah, so there, there, there's there's a ton of them out there you can you can watch. Uh, they pretty much all say the same thing, by the way, which is uh, not good. I thought I'd do something a little bit different, though. Uh, I have not really gone back and watched the early Marvel movies that uh, that made Marvel what it was. Let's say around 2016, when it could do no wrong. Uh, we know that they kind of lost their way. Uh, for whatever reason, um, a lot of reasons, I think. Uh, certainly, again, all over the internet, people are talking about it. Maybe that they are they're they're um, irrational um, devotion to the message overtook good, um, you know, movie making. Well, there's a few things anyway. Uh, we, we can discuss it, hit on a few of them. I plan to do kind of a two-parter. This one, I, I kind of just want to hit from a, an entertainment standpoint. And uh, I'm just going to bring up some plot points that I, I, I think are worth mentioning uh, between the way they did things with Iron Man, the original movie that made it all happen, and where they went wrong today with the Marvels and, and with, you know, Marvel movies in general the last few years. But I'm, I'm going to kind of... Uh, hone in there a little bit on the Marvels because the most recent one and probably the, the biggest failure to date 
and um, and then later on, like I said, in, in another one, I'm going to um, delve more like more into the direction in writing, and uh, give some some points there that I that I believe uh, are interesting. But the first point I want to make about the two is I, I'm actually glad I went back to the drawing board and and, and saw what they did right because there's a lot they did right. Um, the first point that I, I, I want to make out is that by watching the original Iron Man, and I also watched Captain American Civil War recently too, and absolutely the same thing. And that is you, they made you get emotionally invested in the character. You know, I mean, um, you were rooting for them when they, they failed, you were there. When they succeeded, you were cheering on with them. You felt like you were a part of it. You know, they, 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 one a part of your of your heart you are invested emotionally and that doesn't always mean like you know you're rooting for the person i mean let's use one of the greatest villains of all time darth vader i saw uh the star wars and it was called star wars at the time not a new hope by the way i've never referred to it as a new hope don't think i ever will it was star wars uh i saw that when it first came out many 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 times i think i lived at the movie theater that and jaws but uh but anyway, whenever you heard that music, da 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 da, da, da and you saw him come in, you immediately had a, you know, a, 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 a reaction, an emotional reaction, probably a chemical reaction. Your heart might have beat up a little bit, maybe sweated a little. The point is that character uh, meant something to you, uh, and you were invested. You were. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Now let's hop forward uh, to this movie, The Marvels, um, and look at the the, the, the three actresses. Um, I got to tell you, I, I was a big comic book fan in the 70s and 80s and, and to a little bit in the 90s. Um, Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, uh, don't think she was around when I was reading the comic books. There was a Captain Marvel uh, that was Monica Rambeau. Uh, she was part of the Avengers, and I won't swear to it, but I seem to remember she may have actually been in charge of the Avengers for a short period of time. Uh, I'm going back like 40 years, so if, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I, I thought she was. Uh, anyway, regardless, I actually liked her character back in the comic books, too. Uh, um, I didn't quite think she she fit the Captain Marvel or Marvel uh, motif, but I did like her character. And I think she was better fleshed out than in the comic books than she is in the movie. In the movie, I don't know. Um, I know she seems like a nice enough person. Um, you know, I mean, she's certainly attractive. Uh, but her uniform wasn't bad. Um, I just don't know who she is or what power she had. I, I honestly don't. I know that Captain Marvel uh, was uh, is a Superman kind of uh, person, but... Um, don't really know the, her powers either. I, I know she's a badass, but apart from that, don't know. Um, Ms. Marvel, no, I didn't see the show. I did not see the show. I did not plan on seeing the show. Um, the, the, the actress, by the way, and her name, I, I really, I should know it. I, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I don't. But I believe her name in the, in the movie was uh, Kamala. Kamala, um, Kamala something, Iman maybe. Uh, and I, as a character, a lot of people say that she was the bright spot in the movie. Um, 
I'm going to have to disagree there. She came across to me, and I'm talking about the character, not the actress who I've actually seen interviewed, and she seems like a, a nice enough person. She actually seems to be more seasoned with her interview skills than others that I've heard. But I'm talking about her character in the movie, uh, graded on me. It just seemed a little annoying. You know, I mean, I, I, I did actually like the, 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 the Monica Rambo character, although again, I don't know her. And um, Captain Marvel was just kind of there, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I don't really feel like we got emotionally invested in any of them. Don't know who they are, don't really know what the skills are. Uh, that crazy line, um, and I'm paraphrasing now, that had me scratching my head. Um, I think Monica Rambeau said it something like, uh, um, you know, you can create light, talking to Captain Marvel. I think you can create light and she can turn uh, light into matter and I can see light. She can see light. Uh, is that a superhero power now, I guess? Interesting. Seeing light is now, um, is now a characteristic of being a, uh, a superhero. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. I don't need to comment more on that. Let's just move along. Um, the next thing that I, that I, I, I was kind of humorous is uh, I had the great fortune of raising my son. My, I've got two children. Um, they're fully grown now. Uh, my, my son, I had the great privilege of, uh, of raising him. Be a good time together, uh, watching a lot of science fiction. Um, you know, for those of you out there who have uh, children, um, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you could do a lot worse than sit there every night watching an episode of SG One. That's what we did uh, for for quite a while. That was that was a great thing, and uh, then we went on to uh, the next one at uh, Stargate Atlantis. Good times, good times. Anyway, getting back to what I was saying here, um, he was a uh, he moved in with me when he was about seven years old and he had his own restroom or bathroom and he was responsible for cleaning it. And, um, as all parents, I guess are, I was uh, very protective of him and I was nervous in case, you know, something would go wrong. There'd be an accident. Uh, they don't allow you, uh, practice, you know, when you're a parent, you're just doing it cold. And if you make a mistake, oh, well, um, that just happens. Um, I just knocked the camera a little bit there. Uh, yeah, you don't really usually get a chance to to make it up too much. So let's see here. Wait a minute. Let me turn this on here. I got my little. Uh... There we go. Yeah, let's get this going. Good little, you know, scenes on the side there. Um, so yeah, so he. Um, he, he moved in with me and um, I, I uh, brought him in and I showed him uh, that I got toilet bowl cleaner. Uh, I said, you know, son, this is toilet bowl cleaner. It's a thing called acid. Um, I think it was acid, not alkaline. They both kind of do the same thing depending on, you know, how, how concentrated they are. But anyway, uh, I said, this is acid. If, you know, you get it on your fingers and stick it in your eye, uh, you could go blind. So uh, please don't touch it uh, without supervision. And he looked at me and said, yeah, daddy, because whenever I see anything and I'm not sure what it is, 
I like to uh, stick it in my eye and see how it feels. So uh, I felt foolish. Uh, <laughs> Teddy, what kind of idiot do you think I am? I'm going to see something, not know what it is, and just pour it in my eye and see what happens. Well, why am I bringing that up? Well, I'm bringing that up because that's what Monica Rambeau does, not just once, but twice. Uh, for those of you who actually uh, were um, unfortunate enough, like I was, to watch uh, WandaVision, uh, there was something, there was a scene, and, and, and again, you know, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it, to be completely honest with you, but I, I seem to remember there was some kind of a barrier that was around the town that uh, Wanda was holding hostage for, uh, so that she could, um, she could have children, she could keep children that she never had. Actually, I think she kind of stole them from, don't get me going about WandaVision, you know, there's enough about that. On, online too, if you want someone to criticize one division. But anyway, the, the point is she saw a barrier around the town and she didn't know what it was. So she thought to herself, I know, I think I'm just gonna walk into it. Uh, and she did. And I think that's how she got her initial powers. Again, not even really sure what her initial powers were. I'm not even sure what her powers now are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she just like, oh, I'll just, and she's supposed to be a scientist. So yeah, I'm a scientist. And I guess, uh, well, you're not sure what something is. The best thing to do is just like walk into it. Uh, and then, of course, now we're dealing with the Marvels, and I, I'm not going to try to uh, spoil it for anybody, but uh, it happens at the very beginning of the movie, so I don't really think I'm giving that much away. But, you know, she's in space, and she's supposed to uh, explore and investigate a phenomenon. And she goes over to it, and she's not sure what it is. And she's going to examine it. Does she take out, as they say in Star Trek, her tri-quarter tri and do readings? No, 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 that's, um, that's too mundane. She sees fit to get her finger and stick it in it. Uh, and I seem to think I didn't see a glove there. I can't swear to that, but I, I would be curious to whether she had a glove. I want to say she didn't, but I could be wrong. And that would open up a whole new can of worms, by the way. Um, about why she'd have bare skin in space, but regardless. But she touched it, and then boom, now she's got even more powers or something. Hard to say. Uh, but but the point is, this woman has got to stop sticking her body and fingers in places. She doesn't know what they are. I mean, she, especially being a scientist. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure that uh, that would not be uh, that would not be an approved. Uh, uh, methodology by most scientific studies so anyway that's that's another thing um another thing i want to bring up is i want to bring up the fact that if you watch iron man and for that matter you could probably apply this to a lot of the other movies i'm sure with captain america probably the same thing um he failed he failed over and over again he failed more times than he than he succeeded um when you watch him trying to get that suit right, and that guy, he should have been in a body cast. Everything he did was wrong. He was banging into things and slamming around, and um, it was disaster. Uh, and he, he kept on pursuing and pursuing and pursuing and, and until he, uh, he got it right. Uh, because it's only through failure do we have success. Uh, and uh, that happened all the way through the movie. Um, not just with, with the suit, uh, happened with, a uh, you know, his, uh, his fight with Obadiah Stane. 
the thing is his escape from the compound with the uh, terrorists. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, activists nowadays. Um, regardless, I mean, far from perfect, far from perfect. It's almost like he, he lived despite himself, um, not because of himself. And, and I thought that was, uh, that was pretty, pretty interesting too. So the point I'm trying to get to is that you have to fail to succeed. And, um, and that was important. I don't think that they really understood that uh, in, in the Marvels. Um, they, it, it, Captain Marvel always, always, always immediately succeeded. The only time she was held back was when she had that uh, electronic thing in the back of her neck. And then how did they, uh, how did they rectify that? Well, what they did was, is um, she had to, I forgot how she found out it was there. But when she did, she just kind of like, oh, look at this, boom. Oh, now I'm invincible. Characters have to have a, a climax where they're challenged and they have to overcome and they have to become a different character. If you show me a movie where there's a character at the beginning and at the end, and he's the same character, I will show you something that just wastes two years of your, two years, two hours of your time. It's, it, it, nothing happens. It, you might as well just watch, uh, you know, a Three's Company episode. Uh, and I, I wouldn't recommend watching Three's Company, by the way. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, lightweight. Um, a person's got to go through challenges and overcome. And Captain Marvel does not do that. Everything comes naturally and easy to her. Um, it's really not a lot of fun to watch someone who has no challenges in any way, shape, or form. And um, Tony, Tony Stark was a severely flawed individual. I don't know if the movies have made it quite clear in the comic books. Uh, he was a raging alcoholic who fell off the wagon a few times. Um, you know, and I think they hinted that in the movies. I don't think they come right out and say it, but uh, regardless, you know, a, a hero truly becomes a hero because they overcome. You know, when he was um, trapped by the uh, by the terrorists in the compound, it took uh, a few times for him to get out of there. I mean, it, he he was he had to he had to work at it. It wasn't easy for him. Um, Let's talk about the uh, the antagonist too, by the way. So Tony Stark had two, actually. Um, the first one really didn't need to be fleshed out all that much. I think I think we're all familiar with the Middle East and um, the the dis different um, groups there that are very severe. Um, they're single-minded. Um, they have uh, their their agenda, which they need to be filled. And a lot of times, some these groups. They will not accept, accept no. They're very determined uh, one way or another to get what they want. And, and we're familiar with that. So we didn't really need to see a lot of character development. We just needed to see that he was, uh, you know, I think it was in Afghanistan uh, with one of these military groups. And we, we kind of got the idea, you know, what he was up against. These weren't uh, Girl Scouts. Um, the second one, of course, was Obadiah Stane. Um, at the beginning, you don't really know what he's all about but you pick up pretty quickly and you know you, you understand the trope uh that you know he's um money hungry 
He wants to be, you know, CEO of the company. He's not going to let anyone stand in his way, whether it's Tony or anyone else. Uh, he wants power. He wants money at all costs. Uh, and, you know, it's, that's pretty easy, easy to understand and easy for us to dislike the gentleman. On the other hand, let's look at the Marvels now. You've got uh, Da Ben, gender swapped Da Ben. In all the years I've uh, read comic books, I uh, didn't know who Da Ben was. Still don't know who Da Ben is. I know it was a male. Most supposed to be powerful, but that's about it. Uh, now, this woman came on the scene, um, motivation. I guess uh, the Annihilator destroyed her planet, and now she's trying to steal resources. Um, yeah, you know, it's hard for me to kind of understand that motivation. She wants to steal oxygen and, and, and water and, and, I guess, the sun. She's going to steal the sun, I guess. Yeah. Okay. She's going to steal the sun. Um, also, uh, her, her powers. Now, I know she had a bracelet and she had a hammer. And I guess she's supposed to be kind of formidable. I have no reading of what any of that meant. Um, so, for example, if someone took away your hammer and she just had the bracelet, how tough would she be? Well, I don't know. Um, how do you put the hammer back and she had the hammer and the bracelet and herself? How tough is she? I don't know. <laughs> but if you took away the bracelet, she had the hammer. I mean, how you took away the bracelet and the hammer, what could she do? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I will say that I did see um, a little bit of an inconsistency, which is, is something I always, uh, and annoys me with, with movies, is when you see, you know, um, a character that's having trouble with, uh, you know, well, I guess the best way to put it is, is the Marvel. Oh, that's telling me that I'm running late here. Uh, that's the... Tangents don't get too out of control. Um, yeah, essentially, you know, she was fighting um, the three of them, and it was a very difficult fight. They were holding their own, um, you know, three against one, you know, and it was uh, felt hard to believe because Captain Marvel's supposed to be so unbeatable. Uh, but anyway, the, the, she was fighting all three of them, and she was holding her own, and then later on, she was fighting just Captain Marvel, and it was pretty even. And I'm thinking, well, it's so even with... Captain Marvel, shouldn't it have been a slam dunk with all three of them? It's kind of inconsistent. But but anyway, regard, regardless. Um, the other thing I didn't like very much was um, uh, the fact that uh, the cats. Let's talk about the cats. I don't need much to suspend my disbelief, but I need something. Um and they were men, and I hope this is not spoiling anything for you guys. This is kind of in the trailers uh, that these, what are they called, furlong? I'm not even sure, furlings or whatever the cats are called. Um, and they have the ability to swallow uh, people with all the tentacles come out and they swallow these people whole. Well, I wonder where did that matter go? Where's that mask on? I mean, there's this little kitty. And she's gobbling up like, you know, four or five guys that weigh 200 pounds, like six foot, 200 pounds. And she gobbles them up and she's still a little kitty. So, I mean, where do they go? Um, I don't need much. I don't believe they said anything. If they did, I'd like someone to tell me. But um, 
if they just said there was a waiting room in the cosmos, they go and they hang out. Okay, I guess. And they can regurgitate them whenever they want to. Sure, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't sit too well with me. Um, I just need something. I don't, I don't know what happened to these people. Um, and the other thing, too, is I want to bring up. There was a, a show when I was growing up in the uh, 60s and 70s, Lost in Space. You may have known about it. Um, it started off as an adventure in space. Although the premise is kind of silly, actually, you know, let's get a, a family uh, and put them in a spaceship and then shoot them up in, into uh, unknown charted, uncharted territories uh, in space and see what happens. Uh, kind of reckless, but regardless, uh, they got a, quite a nice cast going with them, a serious cast, uh, led by Guy Williams, who was Zorro, a master uh, for, an act, for an actor, master swordsman. If you watch Lost in Space, you will actually see a couple more than a couple of episodes where um, aliens for some reason have decided to, uh, to fight him with swords. That was actually put in his contract. He liked to show off his sword skills. So yeah, I don't want to get an alien. We'll, we'll put a sword fight on him. Um, but Hey, it was fine. I liked it, whatever. Um, and also the mother of June Lockhart from uh, uh, Lassie fame. Uh, Mike Goddard, uh, who actually was Professor Bridgewater State College in Massachusetts. He recently died. Um, met the man. Uh, good guy. Good guy. Uh, he played Don West. Um, Billy Moomy, who played Lanier in Babylon 5, for those of you who've had the pleasure of watching that. And if you haven't, I highly recommend Babylon 5. And uh, Angela Cartwright uh, played Penny. She was uh, uh, Sound of Music, uh, one of the children there. Marta Kirsten, Kristen uh, played Judy. I don't really think she did much before or after. I think I remember seeing her in a commercial for Golden Grains back in the day, but that's about it. But anyway, it was a pretty, the first season was a very serious uh, science fiction show. And um, that was what they, 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 they promised when they signed these actors. And that's what they delivered. Uh, I guess the ratings mustn't have been as, as, as good as they wanted to. Because um, towards the end, there was another show that popped up, which was Batman, which uh, was a very tongue-in-cheek show. Um, it actually uh, it didn't take itself seriously in the least. And there was a, a word uh, that they still use today that uh, came out of that show called camp. And when you hear something's campy, it's uh, something not to be taken too seriously. Again, tongue-in-cheek, not quite the comedy, but comedic, comedic definitely at some some areas. And uh, Jonathan Harris, who played Dr. Smith from Lost in Space, was a, a complete ham. Uh, love him, hate him. And I think I did a bit of both uh, in things he did. But he was, um, he was truly uh, a ham. And he went to Erlen, Erlen Allen, Allen, who uh, created Lost in Space. And he also did Land of the Giants. And he did a lot of... Uh, of um, disaster movies too. I want to say Towering Inferno maybe, and regardless. Um, and he talked him into taking a different direction with season two and three. They were going to color and he suggested uh, on top of going to a color uh, program, they could also maybe make it a little campier so it wouldn't take itself so seriously. And he talked to Erwin Allen into doing it. And instead of being about Professor Robbins and his adventures, it became more about Dr. Smith, Will and the Robot, um, having a bunch of silly adventures and the robot would do things like cry and all. 
to be getting chased around by uh, giant vegetables or giant carrots and things. It, it, um, I guess it must have gotten good ratings at the time. I was very young. Um, don't really know, but it, it did survive another couple of years. And then it ended. Um, that reminds me of what was going on here. And that's why bringing it up, it's like bookends, the same thing. It seemed to me with Iron Man, they, uh, they took it very, very seriously. And they did a, a good story. They took their time. They got uh, they got you involved, which is extremely important to being a successful movie. Getting the the viewer involved, and then towards the end, it almost became campy with with the Marvels. I mean, with these cats running around gobbling people up, and you know, some of the things I might have said about the movie might be incorrect, and that's because they just had, didn't have me hooked. I just, you know, I was I was very indifferent. I was watching my watch more than I was actually watching what was on the screen. Um, but anyway, so that's that. I'm going to start cutting this short now because I am going to do a part two follow-up. This was one I kind of just wanted to do from the point of view of a viewer and some things I noticed. Uh, on my next one, I'd like to delve a little bit deeper into uh, the creativity and direction writing and all that kind of standpoint point out a couple of things I thought were interesting. Um, so with that, uh, I am going to, uh, to, to leave you. Um, if you did enjoy this, please uh, like, share, and subscribe. Um, I hope you came back. And this is uh, your Nick Kennedy, uh, the gray man saying, I hope it was good for you too. Thank you. Bye.